guys, welcome to Minefields. Got a resident tough guy, Mr. Tony Morales. What's up, brother? How's it going? Damn good, man. Life is good. Life is busy. Like, have you really slept since we took over executive production? Dude. <laughs> Bet- between that and stabbing my first person this week, freaking, it's been a, it's been a week. Oh, dude, man. Like, like really? Are you giving the vex? You're giving the vaccines out. Uh, that's what they're they're training me to do. I'm gonna start being a uh, fully trained phlebotomist here. So freaking just got to do my CPR training who in the you, next couple of weeks and get that done. Who do you train on there, man? You got like some poor like nursing student that just has to get stabbed for a couple of times? No, it was it was another pharmacy technician actually. I freaking I did her. She did me. Oh, that's that's hot. Yeah. <laughs> if you're into that kind of thing, no eye contact. Stabby stabby. <laughs> <laughs> stabby stabby man i really appreciate your idea for tonight man the uh the superpower that would suck and the one that would be awesome you go That'd first be fun. it could be interesting let's hear it. all right so we got the uh superhero first superpower i was thinking of that would be that sounds like garbage but could be insanely useful in real life yeah i'm gonna go with uh telekinesis over tiny objects the ability to move objects with your mind, but there's but you only have a limited amount of uh, weight you can utilize. So you're a pregnant chick. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um so if you can only if you can only move something say like the size of a penny with your mind. Right. You know, not really too much you could do about it. Not really, not really too much you could do with it. But then if you think about some of the small items that uh, don't weigh too much, you know, like uh, the carotid artery, for example. Oh yeah. You know, if you were if you were able to, you know, if you were able to utilize your mind to, you know, to close that carotid, artery, you could instantly kill somebody, and they'd never even know. Oh yeah, just dead right on the spot, right? But then again, could be great. No, I agree. But you're you're talking like dead on the spot, right? Oh yeah, dead as a doornail. Oh damn, that'd be really nice. I would use it all the time, <laughs> especially if I'm in line at the gas station because I forgot my fucking wallet and I got five bucks in my pocket. And some asshole wants to fucking buy a shit little lottery tickets. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's That's another thing, you know, if you could do like a, you know, freaking stab something tiny into a tire mm. without even having to touch it. Could you could you cut oxygen off fast enough to make some dumbass kid stop screaming? <laughs> In theory, yes. That's awesome. So definitely definitely some interesting things you could utilize with uh telekinesis over over tiny objects. I would just put people to sleep all the time, man. Yeah, you're you're in my way. I'm on the I'm on the airplane, and you won't give me a full coke. No. All right, I'm gonna take the next one. the the best Alrighty. The best one uh, is language. Everyone always gives me shit when I play D and D, and the first thing I pick over everything is the ability to know any language whatsoever. And like, where the fuck you'd want that? Like, because you know, there's always like you play D and D, and there's always like like a specific type of person in every group. Like anytime you grew, you grew up group with anyone, there's always an asshole. There's always the bleeding heart. And then there's the thinking man. 
And the thinking man, in my mind, says, I want to learn any language whatsoever, like a sonic screwdriver, like we mentioned earlier. And it's going to put that DM to fucking bed, man. Like, like no, no. Everything you're saying is done. <laughs> like, everything that can't be read, I, I can read it. Like, like, fuck you. I'm useful. Like, uh, yeah. I came up with it when, uh, back in the day when Colin and I were slaving over the New Mutants and wondering, uh, slaving over Doug Ramsey. Like, why is language, uh, mutant power, anything the least bit awesome? And, like, like most of his cards are, like, his, like, if you get any of the old trading cards, his card is, like, the R.I.P. card. <laughs> and, uh... I was like, no, there's got to be something better to it. And now, like, he's completely fucking vindicated with his... He's the only one that can communicate with Krakoa. Yeah. At all. <laughs> he's got a hot, smoking hot wife, warrior wife. And um, he's sitting pretty. And that's what I'm coming back with my uh, my bonus. Uh, let's, let's hear your ups. Alrighty. So for the, uh, for the ability that sounds really cool to have... But would actually suck in real life. I'm gonna go with invulnerability because while it'd be cool to be able to, you know, have a you know have a bullet shot at you and be able to have it just, you know, deflect right off. If you can't feel that, you're probably not gonna be able to feel anything. The touch of a woman. You know, the touch of a woman. You know, a, a, a hot steamy shower. Imagine, imagine it being as hot as it possibly could, but you can't feel it. That's like one of the. Hey, of all the things, no matter how bad the day goes, I at least had a hot ass steamy shower. I could just soak there and just relax for like three minutes, man. Yep. Or like just being being warm in bed. Oh shit! You, know, you could you couldn't even be on you couldn't even handle you know, that wouldn't be a thing. You would never know what that felt like. How insanely lonely would it be to not be able to feel anything? I mean, Rogue has her. You know, pitfalls, but she can feel, but, you know, she's going to mm-hmm. hurt someone, but to not be able to feel at all. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> yeah, that one kind of, uh, that one sucks. Like, no. what, you know, if you couldn't feel anything at all, you know, and then, you know, it, it would just end you. Just put a, I just put a drill in my head, man. <laughs> it wouldn't, wouldn't do anything. You'd be invulnerable. <laughs> Watch all your loved ones die. Are, are you saying that we can? Can you still age? Oh, you know, you totally still age. So like that part wouldn't, you know, that part in theory, you know, all your insides would still get older. You just on the outside, you'd just be, you know, you hit by a bus, you'd walk away. Can you get sick? Hmm, possible. I, I would assume as much, but cause that would that would definitely be an inside thing. You know, it'd just be your. Your outer layer of your know, your outer skin that would be invulnerable. So I would say yes. It's one of the best things ever is when you get sick and you get babied. Yeah. Dude, Even I that wouldn't be the same though. I haven't been truly sick sick since 2000, and I'm not tempting fate here. And I want to say 2016, and I got strep out. Oh, been there, yeah. Dude, that knocked me on my ass for two weeks. Like, that was awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, call center job. I couldn't work. I couldn't talk. <laughs> and, yeah. Oh, god damn. <laughs> Indeed. So what do, you, what do you got for a superpower that sounds cool, but in reality would suck to have? Telepathy, man. Like, can you imagine? I mean, like, I think one of the best things about 
being a human being is not hearing anyone else's thoughts and especially the fact that there's as of so far that we know there's no ability for anyone to read your own thoughts it's your own private place yeah but if you could read your girl's thoughts like i mean like even the most minutia like you're you're out at the fair you got your kid you're having a great time some guy with a hot ass walks by and she's like god damn that's a hot ass she didn't say it out loud (laughs) she didn't say it out loud or like even worse, she's like, "God damn, look at that huge ass hog that guy has!" And like you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> um, like uh, I think about like uh, it popped in my head because I was thinking about uh, a conversation that Scott Summers had uh, a couple years ago, and someone was trying to read his mind. He's like, "Listen, man, I've been dating uh, <laughs> telepaths since I was twelve. You got you don't got shit on me." <laughs> like, like, and I was thinking, like, man, can you imagine, like, you know, you're, 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 you're 12, 13, 14, you're hooking up with a girl, or you're, you, you want to, like, you know, get to know her, and, and, and you're like, hey, how you doing? My name's uh, Tony. But she hears, God, I want that ass. And it's, <laughs> like, 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 like uh, do you remember that Dave Chappelle, what, the, they did a skit with uh, the opposite of what women want. If you could hear what men want, it would just be d- disgusting and filthy. And that girl, yeah. that girl gets in the elevator with all those guys. There's like an eight-year-old boy. And like the <laughs> the Puerto Rican guy's like, God damn, what I wouldn't do to slide a finger down the crack of that ass. <laughs> and, and the boy's like, mm, I would tear that shit up. <laughs> That, that would suck. Yeah. Or you're 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 at a a meeting with your boss and like, all right, what do you want? Like, all right, I don't think I'm getting fired, but what, what's just problem? And you hear like, man, I wish I could fire this fucking asshole. Like, and then like you hear that, how are you not gonna react to that, man? Yeah, no, you're not wrong. I should just beat your ass here and now because you want it. <laughs> God damn, that would suck. That would be horrible. That might have been. Ugh. I'm not quite sure about topsy vulnerability, but that's that's up there for sure. Do you know what day it is today? Oh yeah. I don't know what day it is. And you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Tis Rusev Day. It's Rusev Day, man. I missed did you ever Rusev Day shirt? No, I never did for I always wanted the calendar. I really the calendar would have been nice. I really regretted not getting the calendar. I I I I, I do remember being in a SmackDown uh, right before Rusev Day happened, and Lana was uh, courting Rusev, and this li- this little fucking kid, like we were, it was my friend's uh, bachelor party. He actually paid for us all to go to SmackDown. We had like almost almost front row seats in in Tulsa. Oh, nice! And um, it was uh, we actually got on TV uh, doing the uh, the R Truth song. And, uh, oh, cool! Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, but there was this little kid. Like he had to have been like five, and a little just, Jimmy, if you will. Yeah, exactly. He he was there with his mom, and he was losing his goddamn mind, and he was really losing it. But he wasn't like losing it like like a kid freaking out like in a grocery store because he didn't get the cereal he wanted. He was like he knew mm-hmm. every storyline, and his mom's like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." He kept, she kept apologizing to everyone. We're like, "Dude, your kid is the coolest kid that we've ever seen." He had he got like five <laughs> chants going, and uh, and. Uh, he like when Lana came out with Rusev, he's like, "I hate you." <laughs> no, it was a no, no, no. It wasn't Lana. It was Summer. 
Summer came out. Oh, Summer Ray. Summer Ray came out, and she's like, I hate you. We want Lana. We want Lana. And, like, everyone's like, we, like, dude, he got, like, a whole stadium going. We want Lana. And, and like, Summer's looking back, like, how did this happen? <laughs> like, 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 30 seconds into her just walking out. <laughs> nice. Dude, it was, all, like, and he was, like, he had every joint. He had the hat. He uh he had the 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 Arm shoulder bands. the the wristbands he had he was wearing jorts he had little Adidas uh, uh, shoes on or I don't remember what he had but like what John you but he had Adidas shoes I remember but this kid was the coolest kid ever nice dude he 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 was the most woke wrestling fan I ever met met in my whole life <laughs> he knew every storyline. He he like he didn't give a shit what anyone was saying. He didn't give a fuck what his mom was saying. Bitch, you're taking me to fucking SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting ice cream afterwards, dude. Dude, we loved that kid, man. Everyone was like, like, like we picked that kid up a couple of times so we could see better. Like mm-hmm. a, a bunch of like uh, other dudes that were not part of our group, man. Like that kid was awesome. Nice. I hope he's got a girlfriend that he can read the mind of right now. <laughs> I hope he doesn't, poor kid. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. If he's like, if that was like eight years ago, I'm saying, nah, he's probably 14. 13 year old girls, 14 year olds, they don't, they don't. Never mind. <laughs> no, no. We're the, I've never been a 14 year old girl, don't want to be. I'm good. Oh, dude. Oh, that's like giving me some weird flashbacks, man. <laughs> So the time when you were a fourteen year old girl? Uh no, it was more of like being like fourteen, fifteen, and no one was calling my house. And then like uh, junior year, and I shot up a fucking foot. And next thing you know, I'm getting weird phone calls and on the phone all the time. Nice. It was yeah, pretty, I never shot up that foot. So it was pretty nice, man. I bet it was. Taking a bet it was being a senior, dating freshman. Zang. <laughs> <laughs> I was that guy. They don't know any better. It's fine. Aww. We were going to talk about comic books. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about high school. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> where did you go to high school? Oh, down here, dude. I freaking went to Widefield in the Springs. Widefield, Colorado. Where did you graduate? Uh, 2000. I did too. Oh, God, we're old. I'm 38. How old are you? 39. Oh, shit. So you got held back, huh? No. Just born too late? Yeah, I was born in October. Yep. So. Yep. Perfect sense. I, I graduated with 58 people in Guam. Oh, wow. Graduated 500-something, I believe. Shit, man. Like, our our senior party wasn't even a skip day. We just they, – they took us out to a couple of beaches and then – took us to Sega Gameworks, and then we all went to Big Navy uh, late night. And went skinny dipping. That that was a crazy night, man. That was a that was that was a weird fucking night, man. Like I was, I remember this blonde girl tapping me on the shoulder. Like I'm I'm smoking like one of my first cigarettes, and this blonde girl taps me on the shoulder and she's like, "Hey," and I'm like, "I've never met this bitch in my life," and, <laughs> and she's like, and I'm talking like a circle of guys. We're talking about Metallica and Deftones because these guys are like. Like, I remember it vividly. These guys were, like, insistent that the Metallica was the best thing that ever happened in metal ever. And I was like, actually, uh, I want to talk about the White Pony because there's interest in these. And I'm, like, like the English student, like, 
going in, and someone taps her on the shoulder, this blonde girl, she's like, hey, and I'm like, hi, and I'm like, I don't know this girl, and she's like, you want to see my clit piercing, and I'm like, sure, <laughs> she fucking drops, she fucking drops trow, and I'm like, I, I, I see it in the moonlight, glisten, and I'm like, cool, thanks, like, I'm trying to talk about Deftones, <laughs> <laughs> like it was like it was it was the weirdest thing man like what did your senior party go like i'm sorry i'm going to some fucking depths here i don't even forget i probably didn't even go couldn't have cared less freaking i just want to get out like i was never a huge people person freaking even now so i probably i just didn't even go well what'd you do just stay home play video games Oh yeah, dude! Forget I was rocking that Genesis. I was freaking gonna play with PlayStation One at the time, probably. Then two just come. In, two came out right after we got out of high school. Two, uh, two came out like uh, two thousand one. Yeah, I was probably killing zombies. Oh, dude! I never got a PlayStation. I, I was huge into Resident Evil, so freaking probably killing zombies. Dude, that's one of the best games of all time. Oh yeah, dude! The freaking the first. The first three for sure, freaking instant classics. Four is really good. Freaking five and six, yeah, and seven was awesome. When they re-released two, uh, like was it last year? Like on the on the four, twenty nineteen, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, uh, my first question when my friend bought it was like, is there do they have a lag? And she's she was like, what do you mean lag? And I'm like, wait a minute, hold are you? And she's like, she was like twenty five. Uh, chick I worked with, and is there a lag? And she's like, what lag? And I'm like. Okay, never mind. Like, like, <laughs> like, like. I, 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 I was excited about it because she was like, "Yeah, it looks just like it, but it looks, you know, totally prettier." And when I mean, she said there was no lag, that means there was no. Remember, you go around the corner and like there was like that two second lag. You'd hit the yeah. button, and it just wouldn't work. <laughs> oh, dude! Like I freaking when I got when I had my surgery, freaking. Last year, first I went and bought a PlayStation One, and like I think I bought twenty or thirty games. Oh, nice! And freaking just to just to have it to mess with. Do you get Twisted Metal? Dude, I got all four Twisted Metals. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> hmm. Go lay down. Ah, it's Mr. Connor. Tell him what's up. Yep. Dad's got serious business talking about high school and fucking video games. <laughs> yeah. But now I picked up, I got all three freaking Res Evils. I got all four Twisted Metals. Um, freaking, yeah, I got Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which still probably one of the top five best video games I've ever played. Oh, dude. A couple years ago, I asked for a Super Nintendo. Oh, my sister bought me a Super Nintendo for like my 30th birthday. Like, she, oh, nice. She went out of her way to make sure she found one that wasn't sun bleached but then a year later my girlfriend um bought me like 30 games <laughs> like, uh, okay awesome like castlevania pilot wings act razor um um original star fox um god the, oh yeah spawn uh Oh, the spawn game was fucking legit, dude. That was a hard nice. that 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 was a hard motherfucker, man. Speaking of which, I got drunk last night and bought a fucking another spawn poster, so I got five new spawn posters in, here. <laughs> in my fucking uh in my office, man. Uh Hell yeah. I'm still waiting for my uh tracking uh I bought the uh spawn Kickstarter back in February 
And uh, we were supposed to have our spawn by November, but COVID, and then like right now, like the apparently the sh- the the ship from Hong Kong is not allowed to dock. It's trapped in in California, like in in like shallow seas, waiting to like because there's not enough guys to like check all this shit in. Oh wow! And the first shipment is uh, of of all the uh, second shipment of all the 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 from Hong Kong is like trapped, and the third one is like six days behind and. It's supposed to be badass. He he only showed us some limited photos to not ruin the presentation, but man. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Hopefully we get it by November this year then. Shit, man. As long as I get it, I just, uh, I'm like, it's the only thing I've been scared that would be stolen by a fucking Porch Pirate, man, is that fucking Kickstarter spawn. <laughs> like, there's dudes already selling it for three, four hundred dollars on fucking eBay, man. Oh, wow. That's uh, insane. Uh, I paid seventy five bucks. Uh, I I wholeheartedly really believe in investing on people on uh, Kickstarter. We d- we did Annie Belanger, um, uh, for Mother Trucker. Uh, I invested in the. Uh, I didn't buy the whole thing. It was like ninety dollars uh, for the Hack Slash Omnibus. Did you read Hack Slash? It was a horror comic book. I think I was gonna pick that actually up up this week, and I didn't get it. Um, but no, I've never actually read it. I was thinking about it though. It, an omnibus of all the original ones was like like super thick, and it was either ninety dollars or fifteen if you just wanted the download. And they, I got the, uh, I haven't got the download yet, but they sent us a coloring book, and everything's everything I've gotten off Kickstarter has been badass. Like, they really treat their people, and and I'm looking forward to doing something like that with you, man. Like we got to figure something out because I'm. Colin and I have been thinking about writing a, a wrestling about two guys that start working for a wrestling organization and um, 80s based and he kind of tuned out of it and I don't know about you but we're kind of working at a starting work at a wrestling place man oh uh, yeah real life is so much more difficult than real, fake fake yeah, than the whole fake thing would you it's rather ridiculous do, would you rather do <laughs> 80s or 90s 80s, I got my big hair back. 80s for sure. You gonna do like the the white guy fro, like like Glenn Fry had? Not Glenn I'm Fry. Like, no, I'm gonna do more like the missing link. Just have the tuft. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I'd want some fucking like flock of seagulls haircut with a fucking uh, Don. Johnson. No, you're rocking. You're rocking the mullet. Let's face facts. Oh, dude, I would totally do a mullet. Definitely gonna be in the mullet. Don't inspire me. You can pull it off. It could be fun. Shit, man. What comics you got tonight? <laughs> uh, let's see. We've got freaking... So I got Hellions, number nine. I got Swamp Thing, Future State, number two. I've got Man Bat, one of five. And the next Batman, Future State, number three. Oh, man. You're not going to do Hellions? There you are. Yeah, I got Hellions. Hellions. Boom. You just said it. You said nine. Uh, let's see. Savage Avengers, number 17. Holy shit, that was awesome. Nice. 17. I'm typing this out to make sure I don't lose track of what we're doing. Batman, Superman. That one was good. Oh, hell yeah, that was awesome. Um, You want to use Daredevil or not? I wasn't too impressed with it. 
I don't. No, I didn't have it on me. Freaking. I read it. It was. It was all right. Not, not a real big fan of tie-ins, so wasn't really on the on the, on the books for tonight. One hundred percent Aquaman, Future State number one. And let's see, it got all caught up in Batman: Last Under Earth this week, so you forget about that. Uh, God, what else are we doing? Don't want to miss anything. Batman, Superman. Yeah, no, we got a we got a good ass list, man. Okay, I really want to ask you something really like complicated. What is your favorite thing about Future State? Because I have a theory on it. Hmm. Uh, overall, I'd say just the fact that you know we don't we don't really know where it's going. Like none of the titles seem to. Every title seems to kind of be in its own little bubble pocket world almost. Yep. Like there's a couple of places, there are a couple of issues that have crossed over, like uh, Flash and Teen Titans have crossed over a little bit, right? And like the you know the Batman titles always seem to have a little something something, inter- some intermingling, some intertwining. But like for the most part, it, you're kind of like there's a whole it, it just raises a whole lot more questions and answers so far, and that's kind of the thing I'm most into. Dude, I'm glad you brought that up because that's one of my favorite parts about it because. When New 52 came out, it was the first time they ever did such a hard reset. Mm-hmm. And then they redid it three years later. And then they yeah. did it again. And then now they're doing it again, again, again. And I was a little like, okay, let's see what they're doing because DC hasn't let me down since I've really gotten into DC. And I'm loving the fact that I am not worried about whether or not this is canon. Because they have incorporated everything into canon. Batman death metal mattered. Yeah. Um, but also the things that were going on in the little tiddlywing things that like uh, in regular canon stories, quote unquote canon, were were decent. They were good. I, I didn't I had no no problem with them. But these events that are constantly happening are making DC into this amorphous blob that to the point where I'm loving it. I, I as, as long as everything is relevant and they're not, I don't feel like my, I'm getting cheated out of my money or that they're going to retcon something. The fact that death metal was canon sold me. Yeah. Each. No, I didn't. I didn't expect it to, you know, to really matter. I figured it'd be like a cool, at best it'd be like kind of like a cool story and it would end. And like freaking, they actually made it, they actually put it into canon and, made it into something. So I'm interested to see, you know, see where it goes. Cause like there's definitely been some stuff from the pre pre future state that has crossed over, you know, like uh Nakano becoming the freaking mayor of Gotham. Right. And freaking, Oh, there was one more big thing that I freaking was like, Oh, that crossed over. Um, freaking as we're seeing Batman, uh, the next Batman right now, uh, Lucius Fox ends up keeping the majority of the uh, the Wayne funds. Oh, that was that was super interesting and like just lit a fire to my ass. The the other thing is is that there's this huge mystery. Like we don't know where this is going or the purpose of it, but we know that everything matters, and we're getting all these like you said like these pocket visions of things like with batman versus superman it's years before uh the magistrate uh has completely taken over they just took over batman is still batman and still bruce wayne superman is still his age but then we get to uh 
the the Lex Luthor verse version where uh, it's years in the future and it's still Kal-El, it's still Clark, but he's older. But then we see Nightwing uh, kicking ass, being the true vigilante, working with the new new Batman. And then we also see um, uh, is it Dick Grayson? No, um, who's the Red Hood? Oh, Jason Todd. We see Jason Todd being a fucking traitor. Yeah. And like a fucking, and I don't I, I don't think he's going to be under being the only traitor. I don't I don't either. And I love the fact that you brought that up because the fact that if if we were still looking at this from 10 years ago, we'd be pissed off. We'd be like, "What are they doing? Like uh they're they're ruining the storyline. This is not canon." But like the fact that it could be canon and everything has its own introspective pocket and we're barely on issue one and two or anything. Like, uh, what's, yeah. what's going on with Swamp Thing, man? That's the one that's really intriguing me, especially after the Wonder Woman thing where, like, uh, the green is taking over and then splashed to, like, 30 years later. Yeah, now we got a... Well, Swamp Thing here, it just opens back up. Because if you remember last, uh, in issue one, they had um, most of humanity is gone. Correct. And they ended up having to go to Eureka Nanavut to find to find humans. Right. And the whole thing is that you know Swamp Thing has more. He's got more plant people, plant based people like him now. And we're not really sure you know why that is. And he found he found a human, and they're trying to break into Star Labs because um, the people that are still in there are trying to. Uh, destroy the world, basically. Of course. Good. So we open up with that. And they're they're outside of the Star Labs, and they're just not quite sure. You know, they they know what they got to do, but they're not quite sure how they're going to do it. And we go inside, and who I thought was actually I thought it was um, Anton Anton Arcane. Of actually, ends up being Jason Woodrow, the Floronic Man. Oh shit! I haven't heard that name in years. Yeah. And he was kind of like the big setup for season two of Swamp Thing, but um, he's he's the one you know him and uh, I'm trying to remember, is a, I believe it's a general a general Atticus are planning on destroying all the plant based uh, people on Earth, but we don't like we don't know why there's so much why they're trying to you know get rid of these people, but we find out along the way that um. Apparently, um, as they break in to the building, we kind of find out that uh, Swamp Thing actually is what caused the people to leave New York. How so? Because he he just ended up going on a rampage. And Woodrow is one of the few people that remember that was around then. And he's the one that ends up telling all the people, all the Swamp people, that Swamp Thing was the one who... You know, basically destroyed New York. Why wouldn't he? I'm surprised that hasn't happened before. Yeah. But we find out on top of that, and um, that the uh, the secret weapon they have to destroy the swamp people is actually Obsidian, ah. who has the power to. Uh, he basically emits darkness. Oh, this is why everything is getting so good because they're utilizing B-listers, D-listers, F-listers, A-listers. Everything matters. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I heard a story with Obsidian in it. No, me either. 
But the whole thing is that the, the whole plan is to basically, you know, because they've captured Obsidian, they're going to release his power and have it basically take over the world and cease the sun to destroy all the swamp people because if there's no, you know, there's no sunlight. Right. They 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 have nothing for photosynthesis. Scorch the skies. Yep. And even though this could destroy this could destroy humanity, it also it's worth the risk because humanity always adapts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, like uh, I'm thinking about uh, last night on Earth when humanity adapt, they go into the fucking underground. They're about to go even further down to the molten core, like they're getting Matrix style and. It's a good story, like trope to for for humans always like the resiliency, like a virus. But at the same time, though, like it's hard to really relate to Swamp Thing, considering his rationality. Like he's like you either are for us or against us, and there's if you're arguing with nature, like you're not gonna win. Yeah, well, that's where it's where it gets interesting, though, because Swamp Thing, like the entire first issue, is all based on the fact that uh. Swamp Thing basically is choosing humanity over the other swamp people. And we're not quite sure why that is. And even even now, like, you know, you can kind of feel like there's a remorse there for what he did. But at the same time, we find out that basically the uh the that Swamp Thing basically grew all the swamp people basically with his own with character traits from himself like the entire issue he's been he, he's able to make these swamp people and he understands how the how to make the body work but all these all the all the swamp people are extensions of himself they're not they're they're not their own individual people they're basically a part of his personality this i'm scrolling through this and it's all destruction man like in 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 remorse yeah so i mean he ends up he end, like the whole thing ends up coming down to the reason he chooses humanity over his swamp people is because you know he he feels that they don't you know he can't give the other people a, he can't give the swamp people a soul you know he just he just basically created people that don't exist but he he breaks the sky barrier right he does, yeah. At the end, at the end of the issue, but this is after, this is before he uh, he actually ends up destroying all his own swamp people because in the end they're not really real. Like he basically made them. You know, he made there's a young swamp girl and she's his innocence, right? And then there's Indigo who always, you know, is always talking against Swamp Thing, uh, the, the Green Father as they refer to him, and he's basically the embodiment of his doubt. And then there's Heather, who's basically his right-hand woman, and she's his ambition because she's she's always trying to do well. But at the end of the day, they, these are all these are all people that don't actually exist. But then we get to the sprout at the end, and that's one of the best parts of, you can imagine about what Swamp Thing really embodies. Yeah, and the whole thing is that being like I said, I'm, I'm, uh, Obsidian ends up getting his powers released, but before they can fully take over. Swamp Thing ends up sacrificing himself to make enough trees to basically help the humans survive. And like you said, at the end of the issue, you know, the sun, you know, 
Obsidian's power couldn't last forever. So mm. after literally years of, of being in this darkness, you know, the sun finally shows anew and there's, uh, it ends with a sprout coming out of the ground. Showing that basically life will always find a way. Life will always find a way. I love that. Man. I'm a little disappointed that the that it just ends with the end. Like, is that the end of Swamp Thing's influence on Future State? Oh, it looks like it is. I mean, they they say that he ends up he ends up dying eventually. Like he just slowly rots away. So he basically sacrifices himself to save humanity at the end of it. And yeah, he just he just sacrifices himself, and then. His body dies, turns hard like stone, polished by years of rain and snow. Man, all right, I want to, I want to still stay in this, in the, in the future state, man, because, I, man, there's a lot of good indie books right now. Marvel's doing pretty good with, with Null, but that's just pretty good. What they're doing with future state right now, every, I have not read one that sucked. I, I have not read one that in the least bit was like, eh. Or even like, oh, I guess that was pretty decent. No, everything has been great, man. I'm really loving uh, the Future State Superman versus Imperious Re uh, Lex number one. Uh, uh, I was telling you about it the other day. Like, basically, uh, it's years in the future, and that's another thing I love about it is that we're we're going back and forth through time, <laughs> and it's but it's not convoluted. They drop you in spots and. You get so ingrained in things, you don't really care about whether or not, like, what time it is. You're just really liking the story. So it's years in the future and future state. And Lex Luthor has disappeared from Earth, and no one knows where he's been. And, but what he's actually done is found a planet of dumbasses that he has showed up with with all his technology. And Superman is talking to World Council, or, or a universal World Council, with uh, Lois Lane on the board. And like, hey, what are you doing here? Are you oh, wow. Where you been? And he's like, "Oh yeah, I was looking for Lex Luthor. Uh, yeah, I found him. Yeah, well, that's good. That's a uh, that's interesting because we're just he just asked for some sovereignty with us and to join us. And like, uh, we're about to vote him down, but uh, there's rules here. We we can't just shut him down right away. We all have to think about it for an hour before we decide on it. And Lois is ready to fucking put the hammer down. And Superman's like, "Hold on a second. Let's go fuck in this closet real quick, and then we're gonna talk about it." <laughs> that actually happened. And wow. She, she's like, okay, well, what's your argument here? He's like, yeah, I found, I found what hap, what's, what, what he's doing. He found this planet. They, they worship him as a god. But what he actually did was uh, create this technology and overtake uh, existing technology to uh, have these evil robots that go to other uh, civilizations and rob them blind of all their technology and show up on his planet, on their new planet he's taken over. And he's just this benevolent asshole. Like, just, hey, we love you. Yeah, here's all this new shit. And they have no idea. And I destroyed, wow. I destroyed his robots. And he had to risk. The, the problem was, and uh, one of those intricities that I just super fucking love, is that uh, Lex Luthor's planet that he has taken over has a red sun. So Superman has very little time to do anything. Nice. So if he shows up, he's got minutes to to do anything before he's rendered you know powerless. powerless and uh he was able to overtake things and like well hey lex is trying to join us and like yeah of course he is because these people need him and i think we should let him join and 
the argument was Superman showing up vouching for Lex Luthor. Fucking genius. It was such a great one issue. Like, I can't wait nice. for the next one, man. Like, especially after the year of the villain, like, <laughs> everything that happened after year of the villain two years ago. Um, mm-hmm. Vouching for Lex. And, but, you know, Lex has got something up his sleeve, but that's the best part of it. Yeah, it always does. We've got some tropes that we we are undeniable. Uh, Uncle Ben stays dead. <laughs> Lex Luthor will always be a fucking uh, will will betray you. It's kind of his jam. At all, at all, at all turns, he'll do it. Yeah, uh, what, what he get, does. What you got next, feature state man? Oh, I got a uh, next Batman number three. Oh hell yeah. All right. So as we as we left last issue, Batman has cornered a married couple who beat a man to death because they uh, he kidnapped their the, the, he kidnapped their daughter, right, and killed them. And then they just got uh, they were captured by the the magistrates are there with the drones. Um, you know, Batman actually ends up surrendering in thought, you know, hopefully that they would uh, get uh, let the other two have leniency. And they just said, they're like, no. So Batman ends up having to fight his way out of this entire gang of magistrates. And he's Batman, so he totally gets away with it. Because he's, he's got all the best toys, even though he's still street. Of course, he's got that fucking badass motorcycle. <laughs> he did. The badass motorcycle got blown up. Oh, that was bunk, man. <laughs> yeah. So the, he ends up basically telling this couple, either you guys can go with me or you can stay here and die. So they end up running off with Batman. And we go into the uh, behind the scenes a little bit where the uh, magistrate number one, who is the gentleman that killed Bruce Wayne, is just railing on the, the lead magistrate. Number three or four? Uh, this, um, it doesn't, this one doesn't have a, he doesn't have a mask with his number on it. So he's just he's just a guy right now, but he ends up going. He ends up really kind of pushing on him, pushing heavy on him for letting Batman escape. To the point where, while this magistrate's talking to other magistrates, he's basically saying there's something more going on. There's there's a reason he gets like he's he doesn't like Mask, but there's a reason this Batman gets to him. But we're not quite sure what that is as of yet. So there's right. definitely some foreshadowing going on here. Especially after what we what we know about Magistrate One just randomly singling out Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden I killed Bruce Wayne. But oh yeah, by the way, I also killed Batman. Yeah, so definitely, there's definitely some underlying tensions there that we're not quite sure about. So we we come in, um, Batman and the couple have ended. They ended up at a, a safe house, but it's actually a former church. And they end up, Batman ends up showing them that he got shot, and he basically is like, hey, take this flare, and when I lift up this part of my out, my uniform, just jam this into my, just jam this into my side where the bullet wound is, because if I'm not, I'm going to bleed out. Right. And the wife, the wife actually ends up doing it and just stabbing it right into his side, and it hurts like hell, but it saves his life. So we end up going to Lucius Fox and his wife, and they're having a debate because Lucius Fox's wife is trying to um, basically solidify the law. She's a lawyer, 
about the um, about the magistrates and the shoot to kill order. Right. She's trying right. to she's trying to basically make you know make it so that you know if we're gonna do this, we need to make sure it's legal as hell. <laughs> yeah. And freaking you know she goes to Lucius about it, and he starts talking about how you know. You know, at the end of the day, you know, you're just trying to, you know, legal, you know, le- you know, you're trying to use your legal ease to get around the mask, and because they, they're both on the side of make keeping it legal to kill mask, because their daughter is in a coma due to one, but we don't really know the full story as to what happened. And freaking Lucius just basically tells her, you know, hey, you know, if you can't do your job, then back off and maybe let the peacekeepers do theirs. And she just ends up, you know. She just ends up pissed off at him and leaves, and you know he tries to stop her and tries to make his case, but she's you know she's like you said what you said and it is what it is, you know I'm gonna go back to my office and try to figure out how to save this law, and she just leaves Lucius there, while her other daughter goes and talks to Luke Fox, who you know the family knows it by this point that he used to be uh he used to be Batwing right, and she basically asks him straight up if he's Batman. <laughs> and he kind of he kind of works around the he kind of talks his way around the question, but at the end of it, he's like, you know, nobody, you know, I'm not, I'm I'm not Batman. I've been a I've been behind a mask. Anyone who's willing to go out in the night and deal with the nonsense Gotham serves up, they're good people. But yeah, hey. they're they're good people. But apparently, this isn't freaking. You know, this isn't. He's not. You know, Batwing is not Batman. Of course. So we go back to Batman, and he 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 calls um, Detective Chubb, and freaking basically is like, "Hey, you know, if you can get these, um, this you know, this couple doesn't deserve to die, but they do need to stand trial for murdering a man." Of course. And he's basically like, "You know, hey, if you guys, if you can meet me in an hour, I will hand these people off to you, but I'm only going to hand them off to you because at the end of the day, I know you're a just person." And she's like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll meet you in an hour. And her partner's like, you know, what, what was that? What was that all about? And she's like, you know, the less you know, the better. That was one of the best parts about being a detective in Gotham. <laughs> yeah. There's always, there's always something else. You know, and Batman hangs up and Batman tells the couple what's going to happen. And then the husband hits him from behind right in the wound that the wife uh, cauterized earlier. And he just starts beating on Batman. And he's just like, you know. You know, this is this isn't right. That guy murdered our daughter, and you know you're not taking us in. And he ends up grabbing some wires and actually choking out Batman as the issue comes to an end. This is a glorious, glorious splash page, man. I mean, he is really mm-hmm. going for it, and like Batman, his, his hands aren't even restrained. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end, the the last thing he says is maybe they'll actually give us a break if we kill Batman for him. Oh damn. Did you read the uh, second part of this? Because we're looking at the... I always forget this dude. The, the black dude with the yellow Batman costume. Like, I haven't seen him in like... That's, any... that's Duke Thomas. That's the signal. I actually didn't get a chance to read uh, the, the other part, the other stories it, in the book yet. It looks like he's fighting Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that's Black Lightning. Oh, Apparently, Black know. Lightning's now just completely made of energy. Oh, that's wonderful. The last time I saw the signal was maybe like eight months ago when they were wrapping up a story and like he was like coming to terms with the death of his parents and shit, man. Like he was such a great character. 
the black lightning is full on lightning. Like, I, I love that sort of thing, especially like, remember like back in like the mid nineties when they, when like milestone came around and they were doing a lot of like, uh, exclusively black superheroes, like ecstatic and stuff like that. Um, they didn't suck. <laughs> no, they, that's they, the thing, dude. Freaking, I, I, cause I didn't really get into black lightning until the, uh, the TV show came out, but I freaking, I went out and bought a bunch of the miniseries and I got all the original 12 issues, I think 12, 13 issues that from like back in the seventies, I believe it was. Dude, that's one of the best parts about being a comic book collector. When you get that hair up your ass and like find something like that and you, and you get that, like, I got to find these issues, man. Like they, they these, these will be mine. Like, yeah. Like when you find them and you, you, you get to smell the pages and see the, the ads of the time and, uh, Dude, that's one of the best. Like, I was rereading Rising Stars. I think I brought this up a couple times, but like, seeing all those old ads was just like, oh, that, that's I remember that. Like, that was insane. Oh man, like, remember the uh, remember when uh, Superman? It was right after Superman died, and mm-hmm. all of the DC comics. Either it was in the last page or it was a splash page in between the the, the comic. Was the uh, the ad for Mortal Monday for Mortal Kombat? You remember that? Oh yeah, I do. It was it was just a splash page of like an angry crowd wanting something, and then they wanted Mortal Monday and just the 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 dragon logo. I don't know what the fuck this is, but it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 gonna be great. Uh, the last time I got that hair up my ass was uh, a couple years ago when uh, we used to always go to uh, uh, My High, uh, the uh, where New Era uh, did their shows. You're, you're familiar. Yep. With that. You're familiar with that place, right? Been there, been there a time or two. A time or two. Um, we'd, we'd go through all the dollar bins and find some like absolute insane deals because they hadn't like gone through all those comics yet. So it was mm-hmm. basically free reign. Um, um, I found the uh, Superman versus Lobo uh, right after he came back when he was like back back and it was that decal issue. Oh, okay. Where it had all those like those stick-ons, and then I found the Invisibles number one. Oh wow! For a dollar. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Hand grenade cover. It was gorgeous. It was probably a, a good nine point five. Um, but I found a Mankind issue, and I was like, "Oh shit! I forgot Chaos did this, man." Mm-hmm. And uh, I went and I found like because uh, like they have all these different sections. I found all the Mankinds, and I found all the Stone Cold Steve Austins. With, oh, wow. uh, with the uh, the the photo covers, and it was just him like driving his truck and beating people up. It was it was fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> so like real life. Yeah, just like real life. And, and like I'm I'm happy you found your uh, Black Lightning comics, man, from the seventies. God damn. Yeah, dude. I forget. I think I picked up the. Uh, what was that? I picked. Up, I just randomly found issue one at um, Entertain Mart. I think it was like maybe twenty bucks, something like that. Is that that place right by uh, the guitar center? Yeah, I never been in there, man. It always looks like it's closed. Is that a, is that a, is that like a closest we got to a Hastings still? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, we gotta go there. Okay, all kinds of everything. It's, it's yeah, awesome. We gotta go there on a break tomorrow, man. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. Yeah, we're gonna have a. a I don't think it opens till like noon. At least it. That was because of COVID, but I actually guess where I got my PlayStation One. Actually, how much is your PlayStation One? Um, 
70 bucks? No, 50 bucks, maybe? Oh, that's not bad at all. Really. No, no, it was like that in like three games. It was like awesome. Hmm. Now, I'm, com I'm conflicted because of all of the feature states that's come out, the two that really rocked me the hardest was Aquaman number one, mm -hmm. but Man Bat fucking was amazing. <laughs> Oh, Man Bat was some. Oh, I love me some Man Bat. Oh, dude, like, I, like I love the fact that it goes into like, like. Okay, so we've got a couple different things going on. We've mentioned before, it's past, future. We're getting dropped in a bunch of places. Everything is so well written. We don't care, and it's mm -hmm. not convoluted. We also have the fact that like they're going into intricities of human emotions. I mean, like, hey, yeah, uh, I know you're Man Bat again. I found this. Five days ago, uh, you didn't notice a moving my shit out, and I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. And and then uh, I've had a lot of friends that have a lot of really bad addictions, but like the, the like he didn't give a shit that that bitch left. <laughs> like he was like, no, I, yeah. It, it was all about like fixing uh, his his sister's blindness, and then like where it ends with other people going blind, and he's like, no, I can still do it. Fuck you, Batman. <laughs> and yeah. that was hard, man. Like like. Like he's a man on a mission, but he doesn't. He's not justified. Yeah, no, that's the thing. It's freaking like it all. You know, like so many good stories, it always starts out. You know, with the best of intentions. Like I just wanted to help people that are deaf be able to hear. I wanted to help my sister, and you know, he he made the mistake like so many guys do of experimenting on themselves, and then next thing you know, he's addicted to being man bad. And I think that's one of the interesting parts is like he talks about like the power of being man bat and the freedom and being able to fly and you know how many kids growing up are like man you know what I wouldn't give to be able to fly yeah and like he was able to achieve it great parallel you know and then you know at, but at what cost you know cost him cost him his you know cost him his marriage cost him his you know we find out later cost him his humanity. I love the fact that he was able to like activate what little bit of serum was still in his veins, and we get that one of those classic, "Hey, what's going on in the back of the uh, uh, the emergency uh, <laughs> EMT heating here?" Oh, don't worry yeah. about it. Oh no, actually, yeah, they're, trying, they're trying to take him in. <laughs> Another part I found interesting is Batman was Batman was trying to help him the whole time. You know, he kept, he made it a point to keep him out of Blackgate yeah. because he thought he could reform. And it almost to like part of me was like, you know, that's that's awesome on Batman's part, but part of me don't like he had he was willing to give a guy a second chance, but at the same time he's also kind of an enabler. Yeah. And like it's like oh you know the the thought of Batman being an enabler is insane. Yeah, surely these guys taken away in this yeah, in this uh, emergency <laughs> the emergency van, surely these guys can handle a super proud person, no problem. I'm just gonna. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure gonna, gonna leave these guys here. Yeah, everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> See what happens. The, the 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 van goes over the fucking bridge, man. <laughs> yeah. No, these guys are these guys are gone. Oh. Freaking. And at the end of the day, he's just like man bats flying away. Just I'm sorry. Like always, yeah, you know, this is just how we do things, you know. Always with man bat was I'm sorry. Always with Man Bat, I'm sorry. I just fucked up real bad. I kind of did something good. I did a lot of bad, but then we get the uh, 
hard ass from Suicide Squad coming in. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. For next thing you know, there's Amanda Waller just walking in, and be like, yo. I mean, and the fact that she's just like so calm about it. She's like, I'm, I, I've got plenty of experience cleaning up Superman or Batman's messes. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's basically what she refers to the Suicide Squad as is just a bunch of guys, a bunch of messes that she had to clean up because Batman's such a screw up almost. Uh, that's such a fucking slippery slope, man. Like, it like y- you focus on that the screw ups. Yeah, oh, I'm just gonna you know beat all these guys up. Half the block is destroyed. No problem. Gotham saved. I'm gonna go to bed sleep. No problem. But uh, then then she walks in like, listen, we got way more bigger problems, and all you assholes are gonna do what I'm gonna tell you to say, and I might let you go. But we've got this lit stick of dynamite. He's got a he just cares about his sister. Like yeah. all the scenes where he's tied up, man. I, I just really love that dialogue that him and him and Bats were going back and forth. Yeah, well, I think the interesting part about it is whether he believes it or not. He's talked about you know him being the hero the whole time. Like you know, I'm I'm so close. I'm freaking you know. I saved these people. I you know I, I went after the bad guys. You know, in his mind, he you know whether it's the addiction or whether it's just freaking. What he legitimately believes, he's just like I'm going. You know, I'm doing the right thing. I'm trying to help people. Right, but but even then, like uh, we talked about Suicide Squad last week, but this Suicide Suicide Squad is like we've got Killer Croc, we've got Boomerang, we've got Deadshot and Harley Quinn. Like, uh, when is this happening? Yeah. <clears throat> well, I think this one. I don't. I think I don't think this is in continuity with Future State. Oh, I think this is kind of like freaking. Uh, I don't think of any other books that are out right now that are just you know oh. in and of their in and of themselves because like say. like deceased was its own own universe for a while. It doesn't. I kind of feel like this is like this is probably I feel like this is written pre pre future state or pre COVID. Yeah, dude, the the splash cover like him tearing up the bat signal and the bat signal bleeding that was fucking gorgeous. Oh yeah, I saw this one. I was like, okay, this is. This is gonna be good, because you know Kurt Langstrom's another character that like he's in a lot of little. He's always like a side character, like even because he's he's regularly in Justice League Dark these days. Agreed. But like he's de- he's definitely like not he's not one of your heavy hitters. He's not a Constantine, a Wonder Woman, or a Zatanna. You know he's down there hanging out with Detective Chimp, just hanging out, freaking, you know, just in love with the the whole concept of magic because he's you know he's a scientist and he wants to understand how this works you know what really makes me happy about this is the fact that batman the animated series really groomed us to understand these sort of stories because mm-hmm. like you remember watching like the early like series before it, like got the animation got weird like in season three um yeah. where we've got uh clayface and we've got man bat where, where they're making us like i i remember being chillface yeah, to challenge to actually relate to the villains and have to make a decision. And then and then you, Batman makes a decision for you, and whether you agree with it or not, I mean, he always had the most logical, that was the best part about it, was like, Batman always arrived on the most logical conclusion of how to punish these bad guys. Yeah. Um, and that was... I can't remember reading any Batman comics ever where logic was really factored into 
and really getting to know your bad guy. Because we got to see them from their like remember Clayface when like the the failed actor you know he just wants to to fix things and then the the mob fucks with him and they're like yeah here's all this fucking you know mutant mutant fucking gel and they yeah. they, they cover they him force and, feed it to him you know, they force feed it to him and what happens a man bat in that and like it was like tragic tragic villains and yeah. and I, I really think that that sort of writing really like uh, was it Todd Dini uh, really groomed us for that. Uh, Paul Dini. Paul Dini. Yeah, but no, I agree. And like, and I always found it funny that like Man Bat was the very first episode, and it was on leathery wings, if I recall. And I was like, I always found it weird that Man Bat of all people was the uh, the first episode. I loved it, man. I remember watching that for the first time with my sister, man. I remember getting like the the toys at fucking was it Burger King or McDonald's? That Probably Burger King. I don't know. It didn't matter. They were, <laughs> they were fucking rad. It didn't matter. It, and now, and now we've got all right. So like, I didn't even realize that Man Bat wasn't even Future State. I just saw it and I was like, I assumed it was Future State. Yeah, because I mean, it's definitely it's definitely you know it's definitely Bruce Wayne as freaking Batman and. It's definitely the pre-Future uh, State outfit. So I'm saying I'm going to throw this one in the pre-Future State pile. Dude, it should have had it should have been Future State, but whatever they're doing, I'm not going to question them because they have not let us down. Yeah, exactly. So speaking of Future State, what about Aquaman? Oh, my God, dude. Let me pull this up, man. Because like, this was – this rocked my world, man. Like we're talking – We've got the new Aquaman. Like it, it's it's not. We're not talking regular ass Aquaman. We're talking. Let me pull it up here. Give me a second here. Where the hell are you? Give me a second. God damn it, where are you? All right, here we are. Boom. Feature state Aquaman number one. Gorgeous cover of Aqua Lass and Aquaman. <laughs> Dude. Like, check out this splash page. Can you see it? Yep. Dude, Jackson Hyde escapes again. That's what just, boom. Like, the gorgeous splash page. The artwork on this is just so intricate. He's got cybernetic <laughs> sharks after him. And the last time I really remember reading Do Jackson they have freaking Hyde, lasers on their freaking heads? Oh, dude, they've got lasers on their freaking heads. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... What Jackson was like, you know, uh, his dad's Black Manta. Uh, his grandfather is the soul, the cybernetic soul of his ship. And the last time we really saw it was where he was like making. He found a boyfriend in in, in the Atlantic, and but he he's taken off. He's escaping. He immediately gets caught, and he's laughing his ass off. And the, he's on his hands and knees, and he's uh, on trial. And we like these alien creatures. It's called the Confluence Part One. Brandon Thomas, writer, Daniel Sapir, artist. And interesting. Why would you elaborate? I thought you would show me before it happens because she's out there. Because she's coming. Is that so? Who's coming? And what makes you so sure? So this is before Future State. He's chilling. He's got a okay. ship out there. He's chilling with Aqualass. It, it's not this weird sexual tension. It's just he's just this chick. Like they're having a good time, and like a fight breaks out, and he's reprimanding her, and like don't make me call you Aqualass. And 
her powers, her head ignites. And so Aquaman can talk, can talk to the marine life. Okay. Her power is she can control them. Oh. And but she can't control her power yet because her emotions dictate what her powers are going to emulate. Ah, gotcha. He's, he's going to calm her ass down and all of a sudden there's a flash and um, he says – uh, like like real flash. I mean, like all of a sudden the colors change. I can't see the smoke anymore, and the sky's pink. It's like we wow, this is really weird. What's happening? Go back under. Look, look for something you recognize. And she's like, I don't, I don't recognize anything. Well, what does it mean, Jackson? And then this, this splash page. Like, uh, like you're looking at. Oh a, wow. You're looking at like a. Remember when the multiverse came out? Like. Six years ago, when Grant Morrison did Multiverse, and you got that big ass map, uh, there is a all of the universes are connected by a sea, and they were in that moment transported to that, and they spent countless different times going through different realities, saving people, being heroes, being villains. And they are just relaxing on an ocean shore and just chilling out. And we get a giant, like, almost like Krakoa-ish, like, the, the, the being that, that is all of these multidimensional, um, God, how do you describe it? Multidimensional lands throughout that connect the entire universe through the multiverses is attacking them. And it, it's... It's it attacks her and him, and she sacrifices herself, and he is captured, and he's on his hands and knees. We get back to the beginning, and he's laughing at them, like, uh, "So what? You just take some magic pill, and all that bad thoughts go away? Because it's all mental." Like we're uh, like what we were talking about earlier, because like you can read if you read minds, you can't escape. Yeah, and he's laughing his ass off, and he just oh, I just realized um, she's not really dead. What she really did was teach me her strength, and with that strength, I'm just boom, shackles just swore. <laughs> like 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 years in imprisonment, like of 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 mental destruction. When he realized what her sacrifice was, it just immediately empowered him, and he just fucks them all out, and. Pulls out these, finds two bones, and then boom, he's got two giant lightsabers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It, yeah, and we're underwater, and there's fire, so fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> like, this was such a great issue. Like, everything was emotionally, like, and, and uh, I'm going to talk about it, like, a lot because we have a lot of listeners, but um, the difference between Marvel and DC, Marvel is like, hey, buddy. You disrespected my girlfriend. I'm going to punch you in the face and generate some powers. We're going to have a little duke out. We'll be friends later. Okay, fine. DC is like emotionally like you broke me. And this is why I was broke. And this is why I'm fixing myself. And this is how I'm going to make it better. And this is how I'm going to align with these people and these people. And you're going to have to read these eight different other comics to understand what's going on if you care enough. Yeah. And, man, this future state is making... I, I Dude, the last time I was this pumped for any fucking huge crossover over everything was Siege. 
And that was, like, nice. what, 2011? Something like that, yeah. Oh, dude, he's kicking ass. He's kicking ass. He's gay. They established that before, but they didn't. They didn't even mention this. It's like we, we we talked about this before. Like we want good characters. We don't care gay, straight, whatever. Mm-hmm. As long as, it, as long as it makes sense. As long as it makes sense and it's not talking down to people and the action, man. Like, like check out this mini splash page here. I mean, look at that. That just, is awesome. Shoot. Just just knocking that shit out. And as he's escaping, all the flora fauna in the uh, in the water, Aqua Woman lives, lights up. He thought she was dead, and all the algae lights up. She's alive, and yeah. that's okay. <laughs> I just got dropped in this story, like like it's like and and uh, what I want to bring this really full frontal. Writing a first issue is the hardest thing in the world. You have to introduce all the new characters. Mm-hmm. You have to introduce some sort of interest, their powers, uh, their struggle. You have to, in some way, rope them in at least to at least six issues, maybe 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And every single feature issue has made me being like, I want to read every fucking feature state, everything. <laughs> Yeah, I've definitely picked up more than I thought I would initially with this. Yeah, it was it was a little weird, like just grabbing everything off the fucking uh, counter yesterday when I went to Muse. Like, mm-hmm. oh, mine, mine. Uh, like, take one of those, couple of those. Yeah, couple of those. Yeah, uh, throw on some magic cards. We're good to go. Yeah, dude, man, fucking give me, sell me some fucking mystery box of magic assholes. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'll take five. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I took three actually. Uh, my buddy, I uh, forgot to get him a uh, a Christmas present, so I called him. Hey, they got these here. He's like, "Do they sell them over over uh, the internet?" I'm like, "No, uh, let me check." And uh, I was still in the parking lot. You sell these over the internet? No. All right, I got some cash. Give me two. Get him, <laughs> him and his boy, and dropped him off his house. And he was like, "Such he's such a nice guy." He called me today, like all proud of his Stanley uh, action. You seen that? You seen that Stanley action figure? Ah, uh, which one? With the, the one that's Marvel Legends with the uh, the shield. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I saw it at the flea market the other day. I didn't buy it. The way it's, God, I should have bought that. But they you also had a, they also had a Jubilee, and I was like, okay, I love Jubilee. It was twenty dollars in a Ziploc bag, and I'm not buying this. I looked it up <laughs> later. I looked it up when I got home. Fifty bucks in box. Ah, uh, uh, like the the Polaris and um. Havoc set, the mm-hmm. the Jean Grey Cyclops in his bomber jacket and Wolverine ninety one fifty. Oh wow. Yeah. I saw those at fucking Best Buy last year, last Christmas. Uh not last last year, but last, last, last Christmas. Last, last Christmas, man. God damn, I should buy this. But I, I'm buying too many action figures, man. The front is robbing me. Did you see the fucking Batman uh, um, I sent you today? Did you send me a Batman? Yeah, the Batman Beyond. Uh, I don't remember you sending me any Batman. Hmm. Yeah, there's a Batman Beyond. <laughs> He's gorgeous. I don't know. Didn't get it. I thought I sent that to you, man. 
Colin, maybe, but no, it wasn't me. No, I think it's in Chad because we were talking about it, right? Batman, Chad. Nobody likes Chad. Ah, Chad's an awesome guy. You'll love him. (laughs) Chad, Chad will remember your birthday. You're gonna love Chad. Uh, last one I got is Batman. I barely Superman. remember. I barely remember my freaking birthday most years. Shoot, what's your, what's your birthday? Some something always comes up. It's October. October what? Uh, first. Hey Samuel, remind me every year that October first is Tony's birthday. Hold on. Are you talking to Samuel L. Jackson? Yes. That's impressive. October 1st. At what time should I remind you? 3 p.m. Okay, I'll remind you on October 1st of every year at 3 p.m. It's Tony's birthday, October 1st, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, I, I asked Samuel Jackson, and he couldn't help me, and he asked Alexa to help me. Well, as long as somebody remembers. Yeah, I'll get you something good. I'll get you some uh, double wides. Uh, I would just go for some cheese, but that works too. You want some Munster, some Swiss, some... Uh... Monterey Jack, man. Monterey Jack. Monterey Jack? All right. Is that a Puerto Rican thing? No, I just like Monterey Jack cheese. Oh, dude, there's some, there's hey, some... It's just good cheese. Some good-ass cheese. A thin slice? Medium slice? Oh, Sell it by the brick. Oh, right. The brick's really? like five bucks. All right, get you a brick of cheese and some fucking action figures. <laughs> That's true. Shoot. I'll find you a Swamp Thing. <laughs> I wasn't really into Swamp Thing, but now, freaking now that I got into the freaking comic, it's, it's pretty solid. I kind of want to see them do some more with them. Dude, I'm... He's like another, like, BC member of the freaking Justice League Dark. Oh, dude, I always love it when he shows up. He he always, like, it's like, oh, every, all is lost. Quick, Satana, say something backwards. Uh, Swamp Thing backwards. Swamp Thing shows up, punches John Constantine in the face. Saves the day. John smokes a cigarette. Everyone's happy. <laughs> yeah. You're not too far off. You're not too far off at all. Uh, and Zatanna, uh, she smiles. And Madame Xanadu, she disappears. And no one can find her uh, terror shop for another year. Yeah. Uh, Batman, Superman, Future State. Dad, we're fucking DC balls deep. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm I still got Hellions to finish us off with, so. But yeah, not you. Tell me, tell me some more about Batman and Superman. I'm loving the fact that this is before the magistrate took over. Okay, so magistrate was just appointed, and mm-hmm. we've got a problem that there is a new drug on the street that will turn your face into any any organism, goat, cat, and this little game that's going on. Well, Batman's inve- well, Superman's investigating it. Uh, he intervenes and like hey my dad was kidnapped and i gotta find him and this is the only way i don't give a fuck about the consequences because the drug is gonna keep like once you get the drugs in your body like you it's it's not going anywhere like you're gonna your face is gonna change constantly superman's investigating uh immediately the batwing shows up batman it's been a while what are you doing here get your ass inside the nightwing now And he gets in and he's like, what are you doing? He's like, wearing a cape. And he's like, I never get to wear my cape. He's like, fucking tuck that shit away, man. Like, this is not acceptable right now. We gotta hide. And goes invisible and they're investigating the drug. And Batman's like, I've been hurt. I've heard about this. We gotta get this off the street. 
he finds where the kids that got it that they were Superman was talking to. Yep. Investigate under bat under Gotham, like it was like New New York, New York, and like fucking Futurama. Like there's an underground entire city. Like it would look like a fucking like city hall. Like this is where they're selling it. Okay. Uh for twenty bucks. Yeah, twenty bucks. And they go in and uh this frog guy comes out and Superman's like, hey. Because Batman and him obviously split up. <laughs> As, as they do. And, uh, listen, uh, are you the guy I think you are? Because your daughter's looking for you. Is it, it shaved, shaved sides, purple hair? Yeah, it's my daughter. And Bruce is like, oh shit, like his little radar or whatever the fuck's going on, saying, Superman's in trouble. <laughs> Just turn back in your normal human self. I'll take it back to your daughter. Everything you find. Okay, cool. I'll do that. Hold on a second. If you don't mind looking the other way, I'm going to stab you in the gut with a kryptonite fucking shank. <laughs> yeah. And in scene. Love it. I've never not liked any Batman Superman comic since the 2011. Like, they've always yeah. been great. They've always been great. It's kind of the original bromance. It's a great bromance. Like, it's like, it's like, a, like a, you're a wrestler. You know when, like, it's okay to call. I've never called you Thomas. <laughs> I'm yeah. not. I don't know you enough to call you by your real name. But soups, bats, Bruce and fucking Clark. Bruce and Clark. <laughs> Bruce Two and Clark. wayward friends off on another whirlwind adventure. Whirlwind adventure. We got a whirlwind ass adventure tomorrow. God damn, tomorrow's gonna suck. <laughs> oh, we got a long ass day tomorrow. There's it's completely different. Whew. I've got guaranteed pizza. That is true. Dude, we should talk about getting some sponsorships. Yeah, yeah. We get enough downloads. Like, uh, my buddy sent me, like, 20 bucks this morning. Like, I woke up to, to a, a ding. Travis sent you 20 bucks. I'm like, dude, why'd you send me 20 bucks? He's like, because you're my friend. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to use it to buy some pizza for the boys tomorrow. We're recording. He's like, sent me, like, fucking 40 more bucks, and he's like, Make it a bunch of larges. Nice. And I was like, shit. Oh, thank you, Travis. You th- Dude, Travis is a shit, man. Travis is awesome. And uh, Take back everything bad I've ever said about him. <laughs> Dude, he's, he was a piece of shit. Now he's, he's always awesome. Now he's my hero. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, so I'm going to buy us. Um, I'm going to buy the production crew. This is going to be us. I got to feed the workers. Somebody's got to eat. Yeah, they can go to McDonald's. Aww, uh, wants McDonald's. McDonald's don't want McDonald's. My five year old wants McDonald's. He's the only one that wants McDonald's. No, don't fuck with me. I always want McDonald's. Uh, All right, getting some pizzas for the boys on the side. <laughs> no, on the side we gotta get some freaking uh, some garlic knots. Uh, extra dipping sauce. Hell yeah. You know, you don't get garlic sauce. You don't get it without the sauce. Extra dipping sauce. All right. All right. What, what Coke are you getting? Coke? I'm getting some cherry Coke. Cherry. I would say cherry Coke, definitely. Guys, if you're in Colorado, ooh, Hell's Kitchen. 
the 666 deal. Garlic knot, some sauce, big-ass slice of pizza, and a, and a pop. <laughs> Soda pop. Soda pop. We'll get us some, uh, yeah, I'll get some pizzas for us. Like, he really hooked it up, man. Like, he, he, when I told him, like, we're recording tomorrow and what we're doing, he was like, here's some more. Consider it done. We'll be eating good, uh, dude. Like, uh, what do you get hungry for after you leave the fucking gym, man? Because every time I leave the gym, like, I, I have to eat, like, eight eggs. Nice. I don't know just down a protein shake, really. Shoot. Yeah, you know, eat that. Maybe some freaking uh, maybe some yogurt, some strawberries. But mainly, yeah, I think mainly a protein shake normally. Who's your kid beating up? I don't know. He's out there laughing at something. Oh, as long as he's probably, laughing. Probably somebody playing Among Us or something. Oh, that's awesome, man. <laughs> Mr. Connor, you rule. Yeah, he's a weird one. That's for sure. Nah, he's your kid, man. It's your fault. Oh, I know. <laughs> Never claimed otherwise. I know. <laughs> All, right. All right, so we got Batman. Superman gets stabbed with a kryptonite shank. I loved it. <laughs> Why not? Like, it, sure, by now, if you're by now, he'd learn. But no. It literally learns. Wolverine, Fantastic Four, Excalibur, Department of Truth, Nailbiter, Spider-Man, everything that's happening in Future State is shitting on anything that is not future state. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. But give us I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know. We got some good stuff. Marvel's still doing everything, you know, doing some good stuff now and again. I agree because I got Savage Avengers number 17 and you got some fucking Hellions. Yeah, I got Hellions 9. Is Like, okay, so the thing about this Hellions cover is that we're getting Mastermind in his old-ass fucking trench coat. Yep, original mastermind too. Freaking got some Jason Weingard. I actually originally thought it was Black Tom because he's been kind of prominent working with Krakoa and whatnot with his plant based powers. So that's what I thought it was at first. Then I freaking started reading it and I was like, oh, wait, this is a mastermind. And I think the funnest part though, like the, one of the biggest things I love about Hellions is just the way they're writing Mr. Sinister. It's just like this. He's just so campy. He's so fucking campy. <laughs> like he's got whole issues about how his cape and how you know he hasn't got a chance to freaking. I have to, have you know, my cape. He's, he hasn't got a chance to clean his cape yet, so it's kind of musty. And it's like a whole conversation over tea. And then, of course, because you know, freaking it's mastermind, he ends up poisoning the tea and you know, dr- drugging the hell out of Mister Sinister. You know, then we turn around and freaking, uh, you know, last issue, they made it a whole point. They were getting back uh, Nanny's ship so that freaking um, they could get the armor to protect Peter from freaking his from his or his powers from, you know, protect everybody else from his powers. Right. So Orphan Maker's just, you know, Orphan Maker's getting, you know, his armor put back on. We never see his face, but he ends up jumping out of the machine and he just talks about how it hurts because it's you know he's he's bigger now because he died outside of um, outside of our universe. So like he's he's been altered. I'm not quite sure how he's been altered other than he's physically bigger. And he's just talking to 
talking to Nanny about how it hurts because of that. And Nanny's just like, oh, I'll, I'll fix it later for you. I was surprised that they were they survived uh, Exoswords, man. Like that, like I thought that egg got broken, man. Oh yeah, no, they killed all three of them, but they, you know, they can rebuild, rebuild them, make them better. But yo, Nanny's freaking Nanny's occupied with the uh, the robot she took, and you know, Orphan Maker's just like, no, fix it now, dummy. And she's like, no. And freaking, you can see Orphan Maker for the first time in quite a while, freaking going against Nanny's wishes, which is interesting. So it's almost like, you know, he came back and he had puberty basically because he's a little bit bigger and he's kind of a prick. I'm looking at it. We also got Wild Child one crazy. Yeah, Wild Child's another one that died outside of our universe, so he's come come back a little bit crazier. But like the whole team just seems in massive disarray because we got Empath trying to screw a Havoc and Grey Crow over here fighting Wild Child and all, you know, everything's breaking down until Psylocke comes in and she's like, you know, I need you guys. You know, and they all go and meet with Sage and Sage talks about how Mr. Sinister has been kidnapped and they need to go save him. And, you know, they all fake like they're freaking, that they're concerned and then they start laughing at him. You know, what are we going to do now? Well, hell, let's go grab some lunch. You know, and everyone's just kind of like, you know, nobody really cares about Sinister. Nobody likes Sinister. Welcome to New York, Hellions. Mastermind. I hope you are well. (laughs) And they're just like, you know, Sage is like trying to like keep these guys in line. And Psylocke's actually keeping them in line. Just like, let's go. You know, so they have to turn around and do it. And then you see like the little the little part in here where they um where Psylocke or Sage writes a report and she talks about how like they actually care for Sinister <laughs> and how you know she's lying through her teeth talking about how they're you know ready to go and save their friend and all this. You see the funny thing about all these reports is this is the only one that has ever had an approved stamp on it. Of all of the reports from Kokoa it's redacted, redacted. It's usually Beast talking shit and doing shit he shouldn't be doing. But this is the only one that doesn't have any black anything and just says approved. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting to see, like, I like the different, like, it adds a whole different level to the stories, I feel like. Oh, no, I, I love it, man. Like, sometimes I have to, like, re like pass by it and finish the story and then go back to it. Because, like, uh, I don't want, like, to read a an essay for a second, like... Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's definitely two different things. Like, you freaking... Sometimes I'll, sometimes I'll just read it right then and there, and sometimes I'll move it over to the next, uh... Or wait till I finish the issue and go back and, like, look through it. But I do think it adds a different level to it, which I do definitely like a bit more. It kind of helps separate it from all the other books. Hellions, I love it. Bring us to the end, man, because this one is a reveal that most people that I, I, I figured you'd enjoy it. I was kind of like, oh, oh, you you knew I would. Kind of like Colin last week when we freaking brought in a Namor to X Force yeah, a couple you, weeks ago. You knew I would, man. I popped. Oh yeah, motherfucker on this one. <laughs> so they end up going to New York, and they, they're trying to get to the Hellfire Club, and they run into Mastermind, and Mastermind's got him a nice limo, and everything's good to go. You know, and they're just they're just talking, asking about stuff, and Psylocke basically tells him to cut the crap. You know, we just want to get you know get sinister and get out of here. And Weingart just starts screwing with them the way he does. You know, next thing you know, they're in a limo. 
Next thing you know, they're on a boat. And then he uses his powers, and next thing you know, they're on a plane. <laughs> and then Psylocke's finally had enough, and she's like, no. And he just freezes her right there in her spot. Fuck you know, this. Havoc and Grey Crow <laughs> try to get to him. But before they can do anything, he freaking messes with their powers. You know, Grey Crow's like, you know, fuck this. Drop and in. then Mastermind points to his head, and he's like, yes. Fuck this indeed. Fuck this indeed. And then next thing you know, the plane disappears. And all of the freaking Hellions are falling to their death out of the sky in a lightning storm. Oh, this is one. Of, this is such a great splash page. Thing. And yeah, this might be one of the. This might be my favorite splash page of the week for sure. Oh, for sure, man! Like, just the whole team just falling. Dude, like the the funny thing about it is like, uh, why not just have some fun? I know he doesn't work for Marvel anymore, but mm-hmm. just for this one splash page, let Jim Lee draw Psylocke. Cause, oh yeah, because because Jim Lee's fetish. And we all know this is Psylocke. <laughs> and I'm not saying this is not a great splash page. I mean, like, the coloring, everything. Is, but, like, just let it be. Just let Jim Lee draw Psylocke every now and then. Because he will. <laughs> yeah. I'll draw her amazingly. But, yeah, they're falling. They end up freaking all crashing to the ground. You know, they're not dead, but they're definitely unconscious. <laughs> Hurt like a And freaking, you know, next thing you know, we just see Jason just pretty mastermind, just almost with a superhero landing pose, talking about how their brains are shocked. They're unconscious, but they are alive. And then he talks about how, you know, that's so much harder than it looks. And we, see, we just hear this voice off panel saying, like, that's good because it looked really boring. <laughs> You know, and then he's like, "I wouldn't want to pull it in. I would. I wouldn't want to. It, you know, to pull focus away from the grand arcade." And freaking, you know, we turn around and we see it's you know, it's arcade, and who looks to be Mastermind Two, Mastermind's daughter. And then in the corner, we see Mister Sinister in a freaking, uh, you know, he's held captive, but it looks like it's only the uh, upper half of his torso. Yeah, we got we got and I'm not quite sure if it's legs. all of it or not. But just for fun fact, you'll notice he's also missing his cape. Also missing his cape. Good point. And we've got Arcade in the all white suit, which I told you you need an all white suit because you're a villain. You fought it, but that's okay. We should all white suit. <laughs> but, Do we need to get one? All the best villains have it. But the fucking Arcade looks like uh, he looks just he just looks too tall. <laughs> Yeah, you're not wrong. He looks too tall. That's the only that's the only gripe I have with it. He looks too tall and he's got that he's got a big ass chin, that's fine, but uh But he's got the red hair. At least he's got, got the red hair. And he's got the green bow tie and Funnily enough, it's almost like his suit doesn't fit him. Not oh he he obviously went to Express for Men. So I'm just kind of interested though, like I, I kinda almost think like that might be for a reason. Do I really think so too? Especially because we got uh, we got this dark-haired woman standing next to uh, Arcade, which is obviously Mastermind's daughter, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, and it really strikes a chord to me because we've been on a fucking uh, Jeff Loeb kick lately, and we were talking about victims and yep. Like when you mentioned Mastermind to me, I was like, "Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Real Mastermind or his bitch ass fucking daughter?" 
And I'm looking at her. <laughs> so, yes and no. Yeah, he's wearing... He, this guy went to Express for Men. He's wearing some romper stompers. It's fine. Ah, I just don't like the fact that he looks too human. Uh, like, yeah. My, my favorite parts about anytime I ever see Arcade is that they make him look like a like a ventriloquist dummy. Like, there's always something wrong with him that doesn't look quite human. The only thing wrong here is he's a little bit taller and he's got a big chin. Yep. Nah. That's fine. We're going to have some fun. Fucking arcade. Hell yeah. My last so what's going on with Savage Avengers? Dude, I have not liked Deadpool comics since, I want to say, 2011. Like, it's been a really long time since I've enjoyed a Deadpool comic. Um, it was around 2011 when the pop culture masses took over and they really, like, just kind of fed them, like, this fodder. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Uh, Brian Bissin, uh very famous comedian. You ever see uh, Devil's Rejects? No, I never actually get around to that one for some uh, reason. Do you ever see? Uh, Should have, but never did. You ever see uh, Mr. Show with uh, Bob and David? Uh, I think yeah. What, what the hell else was uh, Brian Pesane in? Um, he's been a Brian Pesane. Of... Yeah, Brian Pesane. It was a Big Bang Theory. I yeah, saw him yeah, a lot. Yeah. Okay, tall so, dude. Freaking tall, bald guy, beard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, him and Pat and Oswald, good friends. They did a really good tour. They were always going to comic book stores while mm-hmm. in between the, the comedy special. Well, he last that was the last time I kind of liked it. Okay. Before that, it was... Um, um, God, uh, it was Deadpool Max. That was... Just ungodly good, and hell yeah. What was his name? Uh, Waylon was writing the the last one that really kicked ass when Deadpool like designed his own X Men costume, and it's been a long time. And yeah. so Conan gets arrested <laughs> during age. Uh, uh, the, what does Conan get arrested for? The attack? No, a bar fight. <laughs> And uh, also is uh, getting arrested with Deadpool, and Deadpool's like, "Hey, you know, talking shit to the uh, the the prison guard, and he steals some keys, and oh shit, I stole his car keys. Oh fuck!" And they nice. fuck with him, and he heals real quick, and oh, said fr- brother, you heal fast like my friend Logan. Oh, you know Logan? Yeah. Uh, he doesn't return my calls. Okay, all right. <laughs> and so you heal as fast as him. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry about this. And he literally stuffs Deadpool through the bars. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, bones breaking. He's destroying him, stuffing him through the bars. And we get a kick-ass Deadpool and Conan team-up. And it wasn't like, oh, we're a team-up because... I'm breaking the fourth wall and y'all like this, right? No, it wasn't that shit at all, man. It was it was it was a literal kick ass team up. And Deadpool immediately was murdered. <laughs> which was Again. fine. Which is fine. And and Conan is learning to deal with Null. And we've got some symbiote bullshit to deal with. But I'm I'm I can't really judge it because I really feel like the symbiote thing with Noel 
should have happened in this. Uh, I'm fairly certain should have happened last summer, right? I believe so. And you know they had to delay everything, but you know it's fine. It's good. Great. To, I'm just happy I read a funny Deadpool story, and yeah. it was with Conan the Barbarian. Especially after, Savage Avengers has been cash money, man. Like, like I mean, like one of those things where like you go to the ATM to like make sure they get their cash, and they're not waiting the you know for something to clear. Like it's that good. Savage Avengers nice. has been kicking ass, and Conan's here, and all of the Conan the Barbarian, Conan Destroyer, all of it. It's been amazing. I don't even know what to say about it. Like, I feel like if I go too deep into it, like the the best I can say is my favorite part of watching Conan the Destroyer is like you want your tales of high adventure. Here you go, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> this is high adventure. Conan does not want anything to do with uh, the second Eye of Agamotto. Doesn't give a shit about it. Fuck you, sorcerer bullshit. I've got a sword. I'm going to get drunk because we just won, and I'm going to get drunk. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> I've got a sword, and I rely on that. And that's all we need. That's Exactly. And exactly. Like, he, they, they didn't give him some weird, stupid-ass power. No, it's it's Conan. He's here. Oh, man. Like, I, 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 can't, I can't tell you how many times I've called Colin in the middle of the night. Like, what are you doing? Ring Conan. <laughs> <laughs> Reading Conan. Good old Colin the Barbarian. This is fucking awesome. What's he doing? He murdered a bunch of people. Okay. What's good about the story? Uh, he murdered a bunch of people. <laughs> he murdered a bunch of people. Solved the solved some weird ass mystery uh, and destroyed a sorcerer. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know how to fucking put it, man. It's just it's just Conan. Like he murders people. He sleeps, drinks, and fucks. <laughs> Makes me happy. Not, not the worst life. Not the worst life at all. That was a shitload of, like, we've literally probably about, like, I want to say a good 12 hours of our day is compromised with wrestling, reading comics, family shit, probably even more. Yeah. Eight that. hours of work, five hours of sleep. Yep. Sounds about right. And we are getting up at 6.30 in the morning to make it the fucking uh, crunch game. Yeah. Gotta be done. Gotta be done. Gotta be done. We should be those dickheads that show up with a fucking speaker and just playing our music and not give a shit. <laughs> yeah. We're listening to Still Savage it. Garden for an hour and a half. <laughs> like a boss. Like a boss. We're doing legs or upper body anymore? Uh, probably legs. Figure legs will work. Yeah, let's do legs. I haven't done legs this week yet. I did legs um, Monday and Wednesday. Oh, and I got a special invitation for a uh, two-hour uh, complimentary uh, physical trainer, and I'm gonna say yes, and then I'm like, "You suck." <laughs> my trainer's a fucking wrestler I walk out of there wobbly as fuck trying to pretend I'm a human being <laughs> your workout no, we haven't done legs day yet it's yeah. gonna hurt it's yeah. gonna suck it's gonna be fun uh, no I'm gonna dominate tomorrow my legs are fucking awesome 
Sweet. <laughs> Half my, like three quarters of my body are legs, dude. Have you not noticed? I guess you're right, huh? <laughs> yeah. I never did. Yep. See, so that and then freaking trying to figure out how to freaking get everything done for the day. Ah, uh, man. We'll talk about that after uh, we stop recording. Uh, that's all Mine feels after dark. Mine feels after dark. <laughs> man, fuck this guy. He fucking looked at me cross-eyed. A nice shirt sound like Javi Cruz. Ah. Oh no, that was a. Uh, I was. I was not speaking in backwards Puerto Rican. Um, fucking speak Spanish, you goddamn fast fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> this is all I got for tonight, brother. Sounds like a plan. All right, we are. This is dangerous. This transmission is over. Colin, we miss you. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>